Synergy Nation Network podcast. Shows for those with passion. Visit us online at SimNation.net. I see you, James. I see you as well, sir. And I see with my little eye another person in our chat. But uh-oh, we'll get to them later, I think. I think we can get to them later. I think we can get to them now because I think everybody has been waiting for this moment for a long time. You, are you cool to go ahead and get to it? Are you asking me? You don't need... I introduced you. the thing. Hell yeah. All right. So everybody else, here we go. You know him from Herbie Records. You're going to know him from Funhouse Productions. You're going to know him from some albums that are coming out. The most recent one I saw was JLGBT. The J stands for Juggalo. Here he comes. He's the White Batmobile. I see you, the White Batmobile. Hey. Hey, how's it going? All right, yourselves? Going well. It's it's a hot and humid day here in sunny Chicagoland, USA. Yeah, it's worse here in Arizona, I bet. Ugh. Yikes. Uh, is there any, like, coverage, or is it all, like, full sunshine? Oh, um, today it's full blast sunshine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that. Not good. Thank you much for joining us. I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, we've known each other for about a year. Does that sound about right to you? Maybe not quite. Yeah, yeah. And we, we know each other's uh, Christian names, you know, our, our given names, but uh, you know, we won't reveal that. But I don't know much else about you. Um, you keep yourself kind of shrouded in mystery. Uh, is there a particular reason for that? Yes. Um, I find that these days too much of, um, too much of what was given to music is being taken away. Um, people are ignoring music now and they're watching little... TikTok videos of who can do, um, I don't know, <laughs> the floss the best or, um, right. you know, little videos of people doing um, dance-offs to little pirate jigs. The only <laughs> music you see is if it's like a one-year-old or a uh, kitten, um, you know, playing a concerto on the violin. Um, I love kittens playing concertos, though. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I love it, but I mean, it kind of puts the rest of us out of a job because everyone's starting to see, everyone's starting to shift more towards the visual, towards the conversation, the shout outs, the Twitter wars, uh, whatever okay. it is. So basically, I don't want to add to that by bringing in elements of myself that are outside of the music my face or right my name or uh you know any of that stuff that people tend to use to uh to not make it about the music anymore i mean as we know i mean i'm sure nobody even remembers what mtv is but uh at one time did it not only exist but it also had music i suppose it's still there now um it's mostly in just people form. doing their little uh, spring break uh, on-camera mating rituals in Florida or finding the next teen mom. No, it's just ridiculous now. There's nothing truly, oh, I believe it is out of a 24-hour period, I think around 18 hours a day. It's just ridiculousness now. Yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in um, hotel rooms. I'm out a lot. Uh, we don't have cable here at the house, and we don't, you know, the only TV we watch is, like, whatever Charlotte is streaming, basically. Uh, she's 16. Uh, but, there, we, you know, we don't see any commercials. We don't see, like, the TV is not just on in the background unless we're watching something specific. So when I go to hotels, I'll flip through the TV to see what's up, and, like, MTV, James, you nailed it. Ridiculousness is almost always on, and if it's not that... Then it's the other Rob Deirdrick show that's like closely related. What's it called? He had another it's like one. Fun Factory. Yeah, the Factory one. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and I, I I hear what you're saying. I uh, the White Batmobile. That is. Uh, you're right because a lot of what people put into TikTok is their own selves, their own personality. So it's like I'm charming. So you know, watch what I'm doing and. You know, I'm guilty of, I don't do TikTok, but I'm guilty of, like, you know, using my personality strongly to um, put out my stuff. I put my personality deeply into it, and that's a conscious choice that I made was to 100% be myself. But I will tell you, before 
I made that decision. What I was planning on doing was being Sparsace was just going to be the name of my band and my persona. And I was going to do exactly what you're doing, like have nothing in there whatsoever, not even type words, not even say where I'm from, just put out like creepy black metal dungeon music. That was my original plan. And it just kind of altered. Um, sometimes I wonder if I should have gone with that, but I'm, I'm happy doing what I did with my personality. But I guess what I want to get at is, um, do you ever feel like you want to bring your personality into it, but you feel limited by that? Um, I would say that um, the personality can kind of, kind of be a limit to the music as well, because because then you you attract people who are trying to look for a best friend, not people trying to, uh, not people trying to right. lose themselves in the sound. That's true. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I yeah, remember that... on South Park, they made a point that, you know, the artist has just become a conversation piece for people to, for people to, you know, comment and comment on commenters and now out-comment each other, out-insult each other. That's not even really about the music anymore. And I think yeah. here that if more of us only offer the music, right. then um, maybe that'll at least reverse somewhat. I kept trying to interrupt you, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, me and James have a completely different perspective, I guess. Our, our aesthetic is like completely different from yours. Um, but I value that. I think it's great that the three of us are completely different, but we all have, you know, some things like, like amazingly in common. Um, I love your stuff. I was listening to some stuff just yesterday. I admit I don't remember what song in particular I was listening to because you have a lot of them out there. Yeah. But you probably yeah, know. Too many to remember. It's one of the. <laughs> It's one of the newer ones, and on the cover of it was like a, a young juggalette. She's brunette, um, fairly good looking, but she looks like she's maybe like 18. The song is like 13 minutes long. Does that ring a bell? Was it the um, the slender chick with, with the red dress, or was it the really uh, voluptuous, exotic looking lady with the cleavage? There was no cleavage, so I guess oh, I, okay. don't so, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was Miss Mary Mack then. Okay, yeah, I was playing drums to that yesterday. I was having a ball. It was like 13 minutes. It was great. I like your aesthetic because when I say the aesthetic, I meant your music. Um, because you have a lot of uh, builds in your music, it, it, it comes in, it goes out, you add stuff in the middle. There's another artist I did some collaboration with, Stinky Fizzle, except for his actual name is... he. He's like you. He puts out albums about once every two days he's got a new album out his is album the guy with the eat initials from singapore is of course last action um i have not out, heard him yet yeah he has lots of stuff out but it's noise noise artists we're like oh yeah i like, love uh, noise like 10 minutes of like the same like um the same tone uh the same you know like a drill sound for example or like a like he, he makes like a tone and it lasts for the entire 10 minutes. That's not what you do. You're like creating soundscapes and I think you're using a launch pad. Is that how you do your stuff? Yeah, yeah, I use the uh, the launch pad MIDI controller, uh, Novation software, uh, GarageBand, um, EasyBrain, uh, Ableton, all, all across the board, yeah. What I'm trying to get at is that you put out a quality product about like every two or three days. It's, yeah. It's, it's quality music to listen to. It's not just like, you know, this is what I was in my room doing. So I guess I have a few questions branched off of that. Do you have, are you doing these like as, are you recording them as you're releasing them or do you have like a huge backlog of material? I had a huge backlog for a while and then unfortunately, uh, few weeks ago I had COVID so I had to kind of just start uploading my backlog to the point where there were none left so now everything <laughs> you're everything you're hearing is uh is fresh yeah the most recent one <laughs> I love this the JLGBT that came out just today so I haven't heard it yet but I love yeah, the title the J yeah, stands for Juggalo <laughs> Juggalo lesbian gay bisexual transgendered I love your titles. This other title, uh, and then that one time at Bandcamp, on Bandcamp. Oh yeah, we all <laughs> love that movie. 
Well, like, that's the title of your album, and it's on Bandcamp. That's what I love about it. I can't believe nobody yeah. has, <laughs> nobody's done that yet. Uh, James, there was a particular track that you were talking about recently, right? Which one was, uh... Yeah, I really loved Magnus Lundgren, I believe is the name. Yes, that was the, um, that was the A-side of my, um, EP, um, released by Herbie Records. Oh, so that's on vinyl then? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yep. me and James, that's me and James good. had a discussion about that, because you're Funhouse Productions and you're also Herbie Records, so is Herbie Records Yes, l- luck- luckily, um... Neither of the CEOs are um, are greedy, so I must be able to uh, to work with with both without an exclusivity. So um, you know, as long as, you know, since I I don't own either of the businesses, so technically it's you know there's you know it's uh, you know a non compete clause or whatever that stuff is is not an issue. So it's just uh, luckily they're courteous enough to uh, both. Uh, release and promote my stuff um you know herbie um they do um really really high quality limited edition uh vinyl so they're um you know they're you know they're truly into it to spread the music not they're none of them are fantasizing about uh becoming the next uh clive griffin or whoever uh or it is that uh P. Diddy or whoever, whoever is the latest, probably, I don't know, maybe Jay-Z, is that the one who's like the head of the empire now, um, as far as owning all the Herbies, you know, we, I think it's, one thing I love about uh, Herbies is they try to spread it out and give, give as many artists exposure as possible, really grateful that they allow me to also be signed under the Funhouse Productions, where, um, where you know, um, my material can be pretty much, uh, you know, uploaded and made available at a very rapid pace so it's sort of like i have the best of both worlds with those two companies cool who are you saying james who is the uh who's the rap empire person now well it just in general jimmy iveen is pretty much taken over with interscope and all the there's a lot of subsidiaries under interscope I thought Snoop Dogg was like getting into like being like the manager and the head of everything these days. He's not the head of uh, Death Row. No, no, of Death Row. Yeah, but that Death Row is just a single independent record label. Oh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Nobody cares about yeah. Death Row. <laughs> I mean, now they it's a catalog, and then maybe there are a couple. And he's probably going to have to redo his business plan of, hey, we're going to release all the new stuff on NFTs because the market <laughs> just crashed completely. Yeah, you don't think it'll rebound? I mean, I Howard hasn't had a uh, a corner about that recently. I on who, who charted this week? He he they talk about the crash, but okay. I I really just think it's going to go back to what it used to be because what it was was for people who would funnel money for tax exemptions through fine art stuff. They were just using that during the pandemic because you couldn't go to a gala. Uh, True. I mean, this is speculative. No. It, it, it's proven that this was happening. No, I, I see what you're saying. It's like they're trying to, they were just um, trying to preserve the concept of high culture when we didn't have the means to actually go experience art that's already has a perceived value. Oh, no, not that. What they were, so the fine arts community is just a complete scam for rich people to get tax write offs. Right, exactly. So they were doing the same thing for NFTs because they wouldn't need to leave the house. Also for uh, the vintage video game market, that it's like proven people have looked into it. Uh, th- th- all the like Super Nintendo or not Super Super Mario Brothers sixty four. That one that sold for like a million dollars, that was a fraud. Like all of that stuff was just tax write offs and to build up hype. Four different auction houses. So I, the NFT market during the pandemic was them saying like, hey, I bought this NFT that is not worth this much money. I can write this off on a, a tax thing because it's art and shit. So 
I don't, I think it's going to go back to what it was in like 2018 where it's just small creators using it as a means to be like, well, I don't want to print up or like get made a thousand minifigures. I can just sell the 3D model of it on an NFT and then one, it, even though people are like NFTs, they create so much pollution, creating plastic is a lot right. more polluted than just like, hey, this is one NFT that it bounces around to a few people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think people harp on that too much too, that like, of course it burns some energy. It's not gonna be like a zero energy thing, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Um, I'm worried about the bored ape now, because didn't Seth Green have to like, pay like $370,000 to get his bored ape NFT back to do some TV show. And now that thing has crashed again. So he, I guess he got doubly screwed. I mean, he could still make the TV show and like, it's not the, as long as he owns oh, yeah. that property and people are still hyped enough to, but man, that's just so stupid to follow a trend especially for animation it's not like south park but like south park is a well-oiled machine by now to be able to do hey six days we can get a show out animation takes so fucking long especially if you're trying to create a new series you have to hire all the people you have to write the episodes you have to get the voice acting then record it then animate it like there's so much stuff to just follow a trend by that time in six months when you release the first episode this all could be no longer relevant and guess what it is no longer relevant hey, speaking of releasing the episodes we were talking on the call before we all got on the record here we were just having some chit chat and you said something that it didn't shock me but i was like Maybe scratch my head a little bit. I was like, you haven't listened to any of the episodes of Sweet Child of Time. And I w it wasn't like, I think you should be listening to the episodes, but it's like, I want you to hear them, to hear how the quality sounds, to hear when I drop in the book corner theme, to hear the music I'm playing underneath and the levels, because the White Batmobile, I mean, you already know this maybe, but I'm playing your music throughout this whole episode. I mean, I'm gonna be, you know, this is your week, so the whole time we're going to be talking, we're going to be listening to the white Batmobile underneath it here. Um, so you don't hear any of that, James? I edit podcasts. That's all I do. I don't want to listen to... I said, hey, I'll do this show if I don't have to edit it. I, I, I listened to the first episode, which means by now, mm. uh, if the first episode sounded good, hey, guess what? The 20th one is probably sounding better. It does. It sounds much better, and I've, I've gotten a better at a lot of things. And I, I want you to hear that along the way, James. I want you to be proud of my baby. I'm proud of you. I already know it's to be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I need to take a break, guys, because I need to pause my record. So y'all hang in with me for one second, okay? All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. He always gives me a round of applause when we do that, the White Batmobile. I love it. I it's, bask in the applause. It's for editing purposes. You know this. All I know is my microphone's going to be sounding good. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, everybody. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, but we haven't talked about any books yet. Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. Pick up a book. You got a fantasy? Imagination can take you to where you want to be. Are you curious? How can you find out? Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. Read about stars and cars, play electric guitars, or cops that work hard, patrolling the boulevard, the heavyweight champ, and as crazy as Bow. Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. At your library. So first off, um, I'm going to hit to James first. Have you been doing any reading this week, James? I sure have. It's a book called Cast of Characters by William Hanna. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you've gotten into that. How much have you read of it? I'm uh, like a chapter or two in. It's just him talking about his upbringing, which it's a stark difference from Joe Barbera's who lived in Brooklyn and was just like a lived a yeah. life and knew how to write about it. This is just there was a section where it's him, Hannah, saying, 
Yeah, my mom wrote poetry, and it was beautiful. It's, it was amazing. She was never published, but now that I'm writing this book, I, I found old poetry and some of my favorite ones, and I'm going to make her dreams come true and publish it now. So he's just publishing his mother's poetry in this autobiography, <laughs> ones that are like, to my family, the loves of my life. Like, that's a title of one of them. So it's like such a wholesome upbringing compared to... Barbera's, but they both have the same exact scenario with their father. Barbera's father, piece of shit. Hannah's father, loving, compassionate husband and father. But they both have a situation where they got in, the children got in trouble, Hannah and Barbera respectively, and the mother was like, you need to discipline them, brings them into another room, and both of them say like, hey, I do not want to spank you. I am going to act like I do, and when I smack my belt on the side of this whatever, you need to let out a whelp and act like I spanked you. It's, it's weird that both of them from different coasts around the same time, It's in, I, I feel like it was the boomers who started getting this mentality of like, we need to fucking abuse our children because... It, these people who are like whoever's before the silent generation would have been these parents were were like i guess we need to uphold an image that we're abusing our children but <laughs> we're not going to you got to save face for the neighbors you know you don't want the neighbors yeah. to think you're not beating your kids <laughs> yeah and even those two I, barbara told a story about not like he did not like spanking his children but one time one of his daughters was just being so unruly and he had to work and so what he did was he's like i'm sorry i have to do this but you're bothering me so much i have deadlines he tied her to a chair and said like you you're you're bad like this is your punishment and then an hour later he was like i is that I hear her, but it doesn't sound like it's in the house. And then he looks out the window and two blocks down the street, she's in a chair, like still strapped into the chair, playing with her friends, just like waddling around <laughs> attached to this chair. And he could, he's like, fuck, she did it. She, she worked around it. She's still getting the discipline that I gave her. And all he could do was laugh about it because he's like, she succeeded. <laughs> I love this. Which one was this? That this was the Barbara story? Yeah, Barbara's, yeah. <laughs> Barbara, I'm sorry. You That's keep wild, saying Barbara. Man. It's not Barbara. It's Barbara. Eh, whatever. You know all the kids in school called him Barbara. You know they did. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> well, you didn't go to school with them, though. Oh, I thought you meant, like, on the, like, playground. Hey, did you guys check out that new Hanna-Barbera show, Two Stupid Dogs? Oh, you better believe it. That Craig McCracken and uh, Seth MacFarlane, they're pretty good at writing that show, wouldn't you say? <laughs> hey, the White Batmobile, are you much of a reader at all? Yes, yeah, I just uh, reread um, The Neverending Story and Momo by Michael End. Um, nice. Very great books. Let's see, reread Zen and the Art of the... Motorcycle, motorcycle maintenance, maintenance. yeah. Yes, I've I read that book like eight times. Let's <laughs> see, yeah. been listening to some Alan Watts audio books. Is this an autobiography or what is it? What is it you are listening to? Um, just a compilation of his uh, of his lectures. One quote that he gave, which I, me and my uh, my supervisor Luther say this all the time too. It's like if you're talking to somebody on the phone and it's a work thing, just say what you have to say and hang up. This is like an Alan Watts quote. Say what you have to say, hang up. And yeah. we love that because so many guys we work with want to talk to us for 15 minutes when all they oh, ask is so, a yes or no like question. The golden year citizens who uh, go to the DMV <laughs> and, uh, and uh, or the MVD, depending on what state you're in, and um, tell their whole life story when they're just supposed to be up there um paying for their new tags or whatever absolutely like everything is a story and every situation reminds them of another situation and their sister did the same thing back in 1942 and oh my gosh yes i'm around that <laughs> all the time at work <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess the DMV and MVD people, you have to, I guess, admire them for respecting their elders because, you know, they they give the rest of us like the, the death glare when we go up there. But um, but they'll, they'll stand there and let uh, let one of our decorated citizens speak for um, like an hour while the rest of everybody else is antsy <laughs> in line. So I guess at least they I guess at least they respect their elders, if nobody else. This is my ticket in right here, buddy. This gray beard has <laughs> my ticket into anywhere. Except for yesterday. Me and Charlotte went to Kroger yesterday and I was picking up some beer for Heather. And I, you know, my ID was in my car. I had it with me, but it was in my car. And the, you know, the guy cards me and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have it's in my car. You know, Charlotte, can you go run and get it? She's like, no, well, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking like during this whole transaction, the guy is surely just going to be like, oh, never mind, whatever. Uh, but he did not so he w we waited and sat there for like five minutes while charlotte was out in the car getting my id and it was just weird it was like i'm obviously way over 40 and i don't know it was his job i didn't get mad or anything but i just thought it was very weird <laughs> he might have just seen bad grandpa and he's like i could be getting bad grandpa right now <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, well, we're still in the book corner. So my book this week, uh, listeners will know that I've been reading The Gathering Storm and Gathering Storm is book 12 of the 14 book series, The Wheel of Time. I'm about halfway through this. So there's a lot of exciting things happening. So it's very hard to put it down. So I haven't read anything else besides The Gathering Storm. So I'm going to recommend an older book like I did last week. Um, I'm recommending Jocko Whalen's the answer is never is what it's called it's a wonderful um book based around this guy who used to write for i think he wrote for thrasher magazine and the title of this book the answer is never comes from uh he was skateboarding he's an older guy like my age in his 40s or 50s and somebody was watching him skateboard and was like when are you going to give this up and the answer is never that's what the whole book is about is like being old but still hanging on to the things you did when you were a kid and you know letting that guide your life and it's a great book i loved it jocko wayland the answer is yeah never. i'll definitely have to hit that up right on all right y'all that was us win lord win uh i like doing collabs with people um hopefully going to be doing a collaboration with uh void master i contacted him earlier today and he agreed to help me out with the wisdom of two rivers um <clears throat> and myself and a fellow named the white batmobile were supposed to do a collab together is that correct yeah chapstick by coin uh your daughter's favorite band yeah well it's not her favorite band but she well, does a, a band she a band she likes i guess <laughs> That's right. She she could sit right here in the conversation with the three of us because she likes all the same music that the three of us like. You sent me uh, your organ and your vocals. And what I did is I did a more faithful rendition of the guitar and the bass line. So it just didn't kind of line up. I didn't have the right spirit at the time. So I kind of, I don't know, it just didn't match up. I, I wanted to uh, start on something and send it to you, so I don't, I don't want you to, to worry about anything at this point or like get started on anything. Okay, I was okay, thinking, bro. I want to do a, a um, I want to do a drum track first for Chapstick for us to do something with, so we have a click track that we can line up. Nice, yeah. And then, nice. and then I want to add a couple things to it, just and then hand it over to you. So don't expect anything anytime soon. Steve Barnes, no, no, very slow. I'm very overextended as myself, so I get to. <laughs> That's why I didn't mean to like, I didn't mean to jump there. Absolutely not. But it just went, you know, I, I enjoyed doing Chapstick with you and it was really hard to try to match them up because like we both had like a different idea, but I guess we, at the time we didn't communicate that, right? And I think right. that's really the, uh... Yeah, yeah, I think I had assumed that because, you know, uh, how you love creating uh, chaos with the cassettes, so I... I assume you were gonna, you know, um, you know, try to, you know, um, cut it into little pieces and then, uh, you know, glue it back together in a way that defies the laws of <laughs> physics. But, uh, 
so so yeah so i think you know i, I kind of took that for granted and bastardized my own uh, tracks <laughs> to it instead of uh checking to see if we want to do a more faithful rendition i just figured that i just figured the band did such a good job as it is with the original rendition that i figured that you know just uh you know trying to do a duplicate of of, of theirs was would um would almost be I, I mean of course your guitar and your bass were amazing but i'm saying it it just seemed like it would be maybe kind of a redundant to do a really clean version when they're when they did that you know their clean yeah. uh, version I, I realize that now like there's no reason to do a faithful version of it because the music the song is fine on its own and it would just be like a kelly clarkson kind of thing if we were exactly. to do like a, a faithful version of it it wouldn't really make sense <laughs> right yeah you know, don't get me started on american idol uh. <laughs> I've barely seen it, so I can't get you started. I'm, I can't. <laughs> Good, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I I always consider that like a musical puppy mill. That and the voice and X Factor or whatever. It's like they're they're just trying to hand out you know pre-polished up Barbie and Ken dolls that you can I don't know pull the pull the string in the back and the perfectly digitized breakfast cereal music comes out. Whenever I see a clip that says something like you know nine-year-old girl amazes the crowd um you know or whatever and it's a clip from like american idol i have zero interest in watching um a nine-year-old perfectly sing something it just it i just exactly. don't have an interest in seeing i know that. like a, a local radio star made a made a good point he's like you know yeah he said don't we all get that there's a lot of people in this world who can sing why do we need to have 75 75 din different singing competition shows to remind us of that. <laughs> James, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. I've been ignoring you. I'm so sorry. We have oh, a guest on, and I've, been, and I've been ignoring my host. I got I to gotta check in with my co-host and see how he's doing. What do you think about collabs, James? I'm You do some with um, Mr. Dragon Boy Sway, don't you? Yeah, we got a lot cooking. Just mixed a song of his this morning, so I'm excited. He's excited. Yeah, I loved what you sent me this morning. I think I told you. I think that was like one of the, that's like one of the favorite things. I can't say it's my favorite thing I've heard that you've sent me. I, when I say things that you've sent me, um, you have your stuff that's that's released and it's out there online, but mm -hmm. you'll send me like ideas a lot and they're all great. I've never heard one that I was like, eh, back to the drawing board, James. But this one you sent me this morning, I won't even say the name of it, is my favorite. It might be my favorite thing that you've ever sent me. Yeah, the beat's very old. I'm surprised he used it because it's one of the first ones I sent just of like, hey, this sounds kind of your style, which was for a time I was sampling cartoons that were in the public domain because it's like, well, I don't need to clear these samples. <laughs> and I believe that one is in the public domain, but it's iffy because I think Disney put it out and you know how Ooh. they, the only like good thing about like Florida being retaliating against them, which it, this should have uh, lawmakers should have never gave into Disney's whims of constantly lobbying to push and stretch the public domain years uh it used to be like 50 years goes in the public domain after the person dies or after the thing is created but they kept lobbying to keep pushing it because they're like well mickey mouse is about to go into the public domain we got to push it back five more years and they've spent <laughs> millions of dollars True. to do this and it's just it sucks because there, now there have been unless someone is manually putting it in the public domain and saying like hey i let it go in there there's just been this huge just dry spell of nothing going in there but um, recently like stuff from the 20s was put in so i was just sampling a bunch of that yeah the one you're talking about the you're going back to your song from today mm -hmm. yeah I, I liked it and i mean it's I think it's okay to say this. Like at one point you had like gang vocals. Did you just like, like loop the sample or did you loop yourself doing something or how did you make that? No, it was a, 
I found a sergeant talking on YouTube. He was like hyping up some Marines that he was about to go into battle. It was it's like the stuff I cut out is very like ooh no toxic uh, army <laughs> shit, but <laughs> like. It's them like chanting, you know, like uh, oh. brother, oh, brother, and bullshit like that. It's just the, like them doing that. It was a marine. It was marines chant. It sounded like gang vocals. It sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> I also dirtied it up a little, put some saturation on it. Of course. Are you guys okay if we start getting into some Wheel of Time news, or am I skipping over anything here? No. No, I think we're good. Right on. Well, first off. My guest, the White Batmobile. I, I hear that you have watched some Wheel of Time. How much of the Wheel of Time TV show have you seen? Only two episodes so far, but I wish I. I'll definitely make a point to watch more. Just you know, I've been, uh, you know, with the with the COVID and just playing catch up on all my projects. I haven't had time to delve into it as much as I like. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have some weird associations with it. Like, a, it reminds me of, like, a fond memories of the Dr. Demento. That's as strange as that is. Uh, yeah, how, how, yeah, what's that connection? I don't, I don't understand the connection between Wheel of Time and Dr. Demento. I guess just that it uh, reminds me of, like, a, a time capsule where uh, we truly wanted to 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 expand and not not necessarily to try to create a narrative are we talking about the same thing the wheel of time on amazon the fantasy series yes yes exactly i mean i know dr demento was more of a mute you know was a more you know musical uh musical parody but it's still it's like it's almost like um Truly looking into uh, looking into Pandora's box and actually being able to like kind of just lay in there and escape and you know not have to think about my life for a little bit of time. That, that was my experience with it. Yeah, that's that's why I like doing music as well. It's for the exact same reason. Um, did yeah. you have any, did you have any questions or anything like from the first two episodes that like didn't make sense or? Or did you have, like, a particular favorite character or anything? You know, I'm still fuzzy on the names just because of the, <laughs> you know, the, the like, I, I literally slept for, like, six days straight when I was on COVID. I mean, when I, no, when I had COVID, so, like, I'm slowly kind of uh, putting my waking self back together. So are you still feeling um, symptoms of COVID, like, even to this day? Um, I'm fine. The, uh, the physical fatigue is gone. Um, no more coughing. I've, you know, I've tested negative. It's just, uh, it's just, I think just the, that time in a, you know, literally spending like five days more in my dream state, just kind of <laughs> created a blur and, uh, you know, I'm having to kind of reupholster reality. That's a perfect way to put it. I yeah, I I got COVID as well for a spell of time. All of us did in the house, and yeah, the, it, it took a long time to get over it. I I think like within the past month, I've felt much better, but it, the feeling like lingered for a very long time, like oh, at least yeah. a month of just that weird drowsiness and just general fatigue and just brain fog, and brain fog. I mean, I always have brain fog, but it's a more acute THC-style brain fog these days. No more right. brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> James, have you escaped the uh, the devil that is COVID, or have you gotten down? You've gotten it at one point, right? No, I haven't been sick in two and a half years. I don't. Good for you. Besides the COVID, I haven't been either. But nice. I, you know, Fauci was saying, like, at the very beginning of COVID, he was like, everybody should expect to get it like at some point or another it's just try to keep yourself safe or whatever but you know that was his point it was like everybody is eventually going to get it and then know, like, nobody nobody took them serious or well not nobody <laughs> i mean a lot of them didn't take them seriously but i would think uh now i think anyone who claims that they still don't is kind of lying through their teeth 
but <laughs> well the thing is is like uh earlier this week i saw like a a big headline spread you know fauci has covid and then of course like conservatives jump on that like oh look, 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 he's got covid it's well, like, like yeah, he just—he he said that every—he didn't exclude right. himself. If he said everybody will yeah. get it, it's not like he's. Uh... I it's think like, people I, have short memories. Yeah. Also, like I know there's a lot of backlash against the V word this these days, but I think if I—I'll just say that I think if if I hadn't had my V's, that uh, it would have probably been a um, you know much more traumatic process than than just, you know, simply five days down the rabbit hole. I mean, that's that's just for me. I'm not saying what people should or shouldn't do, but I know that V world, that V word's getting a lot of backlash, but I think it's the reason why I was able to get through it, you know, fairly unharmed. I haven't had my V since 14. (laughs) (laughs) 13 over here, pal. That's when I got my first vaccine. Oh, okay, okay. I was I, I was like, you lost your virginity at 13? 14's too young. I wish I would have waited. That, oh, I know we're supposed to be talking about Wheel of Time, but yeah, James, that's something else. You, you were saying, uh, no, you were saying, James, about how Hannah and Barbara, like, they were different people, but they have a lot of things in common. Mm-hmm. That's something else that you and I also have in common is same with me. I, I, was, I was serious. I got my first V. My V was lost around 13. And first smoking at before the age of 10, um, first smoking pot, like 11, I think. Um, I was 12 when I was Way too young. Yeah, we were way too young. We should not have gotten into it. Somebody should have slapped that out of our hands. (laughs) No, I think smoking weed was fantastic for me because all of a sudden I like I used to have such an anger problem and smoking weed just a few times as a 12 year old. It went from me in six like fifth and sixth grade just constantly getting into fights and being like angry and pissed off to (laughs) middle school getting into zero fights whatsoever because i had smoked just a a ton of weed for a child to be smoking and one either was laced with something or was an extremely strong strand and that's when i was like i need to stop doing this yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat where I, I think I might have had a much different personality if I if I wasn't in that cloud all through middle school and high school, and you know who's to say if it would be better or worse? But it is something that I wonder. Um, but yeah, let me get back on track. Wheel of Time, season two is going to be coming out pretty soon now, y'all. And there's a few things we can expect from season two. Um, first off, I want to get into the fact that first book it kind of delved into some territories of book two and three so this next season is definitely going to be focusing on books two and three probably mostly on the great hunt um our boy padan fane the peddler stole the horn at the last episode so the last we saw he's visconced off with it and so i think the great hunt which is the book is about the hunt for the horn of valir um Obviously, I think we're going to be hunting for Padane Fane for this next season. Um, the Sension arrived at the end of the last season, so of course we're going to be seeing the Sension. The Sension, of course, we, I didn't explain this to you, James, but when we saw that scene of them on the boats coming over and they were weaving their weaves and making the big wave, mm-hmm. you saw the women up front, they had these things over their mouths and they had chains attached to them. And in their society, they, they enslave women who can channel. Oh. And they use them. First, they, how they do it is they have a leash that they keep on them. And what this leash is, is a magical leash, of course. <laughs> and uh, it was the people who made it, they don't even know where these leashes came from. It's just like, we have these things that we can put on people who can channel. And once we put it on them, they have to do whatever we say and we can do whatever we want with them. So that's how channeling works in their society. Um, so we're going to be getting to know a little bit more about them, obviously. I wish I had one of those leashes so I could put them on my dog and have them finally <laughs> sit for once. Uh, um, we know that Rafe Judkins is going to be back into this. Uh, he... 
is going to be the showrunner. The ep- first episode is going to be called A Taste of Solitude. So the only character I know of who's by himself, well, there's two characters by themselves right now. Rand is off by himself, and Matt is off by himself. So we'll probably be focusing on one of them, I'm sure. Um, it was all filmed in Prague. And right. this is this is really what I wanted to talk about, is we have new characters coming in. We have confirmed characters coming in. Are you excited, James? No, I don't know any of these characters unless you say it's like, yeah, and they're played by Aparna Nanchala. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this. Hey, well, we got a new character, Betsy Sidaro. I'd be like, holy shit, hell yeah, Betsy, fuck yes. Well, how about how about Sierra Coveney? You know her from the amazing world of Emma. She plays the titular Emma. Um, she's going to be playing Elaine Trakan for us, and we know her as the daughter heir of Andor. She's going to be like a princess. Um, hey, we all know Natasha O'Keefe, right? <laughs> You're just saying words that I know separately, but not together. We know Natasha O'Keefe from Peaky Blinders. We know her from Sherlock. We know her from the movie Yesterday. She's going to be playing... We're not sure who she's going to be playing, but there is speculation that she'll be playing either... Elida, or perhaps, um, well, I don't know. I think Elida. There is another Aes Sedai, and she works with Elaine, who is this other character. That's why I think she's going to be Elida, is because these two characters are being introduced at the same time. They're not saying who Natasha O'Keefe is playing, but it seems clear that's who it's going to be. Uh, and we're going to be not seeing Barney Harris. Um, the White Batmobile, when you watched episode one and two, there was a guy named Matt. Do you remember who Matt is? The guy who was gambling? I think it's coming back to me a little bit. Uh, like I said, that was like right before the COVID. So. He, he was the best. His, li- he loved his sisters and hated his parents. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he was the best-looking guy on the show, too, in my opinion. I mean, oh he's... yes, now I that that <laughs> that brings uh... <laughs> he... back to focus. When they lived in Prague for season one, and then everybody went home for COVID, uh, he did not return back to Prague for the last couple of episodes. So we're gonna have instead Donald Finn is gonna be playing him instead, and he's a good-looking guy too. He looks a lot like. Arnie uh, Harris. I mean, not a lot like him, but enough like him where I think the hairdo and the makeup they can they can make them passable. Um, yeah, he'll be playing Matt from now on, which is unfortunate. But hey, Ayula Smart from Killing Eve, she's going to be playing Avienda, and Man, she. All- Every single thing you're saying, I'm like, I've never seen this. I've never seen this. I'm waiting for another from Power Rangers Ninja Steel. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, are you aware that we have listeners that are like, oh, yeah, I know who this person is. Oh, yeah, that person's going to be on the show. There are listeners that are enjoying this, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah, but actually you're... to interrupt really quick, gentlemen, I do have to go do a Zoom meeting. So, uh audio only of course but i so <laughs> have to take off from here but this has been amazing it really has been i've loved yeah. talking to you man thank you you too you guys keep on chatting right hell yeah see ya let me take a pause right here then james and we'll be right, right back Cheer. hello james we are back hey, are you yo. back yeah, yeah. <laughs> The way Batmobile had to leave us, unfortunately. It was great having him on here. Mm-hmm. But he missed out on some of this great Wheel of Time Season 2 news. Um, <laughs> there's another actress that was busted just yesterday when they released some... Um, it was like a, a Season 2 rap video that they released from Prague for the Wheel of Time. And people noticed that there was an actress that was in that, but she hasn't been announced yet. And her her name is Rima T. Wiata. And she's a, a comedian actress. She just recently won um, Best Actress Award in New Zealand, where she's from. 
Um, she released, she's an older actress. I, I would guess her age between 60 and 80. Um, and she released photos earlier this year from Prague with her holding an owl. And I think you know what that means, right, James? With the character in Aes Sedai, an older woman with an owl as a pet. We know exactly who that is, right? Yes, the Owls of Gathalul, or whatever that weird-ass movie was. <laughs> the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> no, this is obviously going to be Viren. I think it's clear, because Viren has a pet owl. You know, this woman was photographed holding an owl. It seems only natural that she's going to be playing Viren, which is one of the oldest living eyes to die in our story. Huge character. I, it's great that she's aboard. We just need to find a Cad Swane now because there's an, another actress that Mira Sayal was cast, and it's she could be Cad Swan, Cad Swane, Cad Swan. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. People are speculating she might be the Queen Morgays instead, which would make more sense because you got the, you got Elaine for sure. And if you have Elaine, then you obviously you're going to have to have Gallad and Gawain, her brothers, and you're going to have to have her mom, who's more gaze. And you're going to have to have Elida, who is their Aes Sedai, that is their advisor. Um, so maybe they don't have to have Cad Swane, but I really thought Cad Swane was in the story before Viren. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, so maybe we'll get them both. I don't know, but we're going to have a lot new Aes Sedai in season two, James. Are you psyched? To be honest, no. I There's too many characters. There are too many characters. And that's the thing about this story. I told you last week, or maybe the week before, that I wouldn't mind if you got spoiled by the ending. Because even if you got spoiled by like the ending, it would just be like somebody telling you a couple of sentences, or you would read a couple of sentences. And that, of course, mm -hmm. wouldn't take into consideration a lot of things that happen. And all these secondary characters do matter to the story, but the book really diverges to these secondary and trashary characters mm -hmm. way too much. And we really should be focusing on the main five. Yeah. I think the story will do that, the show, I mean, but I just think it's very interesting that we have so many different characters. Yeah. And this is something else that they're changing. And this is what I really wanted to tell you and the White Batmobile. I know he's listening. So everybody else, listen up. We are sure about Avienda being in the show. But what it looks like now is that her storyline is going to be different. Because some leaked footage got out of a conversation between... It was a, um, it was a casting... What do you call it? Uh... You know, when they record two actors recording something, talking to each other, but it's not actually for anything other than chemistry. What do you call that? Oh, uh, uh, I could have swore it was like chemistry test. Eh? No, but they were doing lines, I guess just auditioning or it wasn't auditioning because Ayula Smart is definitely going to be Avienda. I'll look it up. You keep going. Okay, but this dialogue here makes it seem apparent that... Heron rescues her from something and that she is indebted to him. And that's going to be a huge d difference of the storyline. And there's some pretty good stuff in here. And I wanted to tell this to you, James, since we know Perrin pretty well. Um, you know, the first lines of dialogue are just, you know, them just it's getting to know each a, other. It's hmm? a chemistry test or a chemistry read. Okay. Chemistry read, maybe then. Yeah. That, that was released of... Um, Marcus Rutherford and Ayuna Small, Perrin and, Avien um, Perrin and Avienda, having this conversation. It was quickly deleted, but the uh, the dialogue is available still. Um, so they're talking, and she's like, you know, she says to him, my water is yours, in the old tongue. And so that obviously means that she has some kind of debt to him. Uh, and Perrin just says, I'm Perrin. She says, you don't swing the sword badly. Um, he's like, he says, I thought your people never left the waste. So obviously she's not where she's supposed to be. Um, she says only wetlanders call it the waste. It's the tree fold land. Um, and she starts talking a bunch of crap about that. <laughs> but then here is where it's interesting. This is really, really what I wanted to bring up. Um, 
parents starts talking about sin and tells her that he sinned badly and he killed his wife by accident. Our village was attacked. Avienda says, did she die well? Did she choose to fight to protect her home? If she did, then trust, she died well. Perrin says, I want you to beat me. This is what they do in this world. They beat each other. <laughs> I want you to beat me. I want you to do what the other women did to you. Because obviously earlier in the conversation, Avienda is talking about how she did something bad. And then the wise ones, the women beat her and then it beat the sin out of her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Perrin wants her to do this to, to him. She says, uh, no. He says, you owe me. She says, it's dishonorable to remind me that I owe you. Perrin says, I'm sorry, but please, I need to be beat. He's like, no, it's not going to happen because you're a wetlander. You're not an Aiel. To beat you is not punishment. To beat you would dishonor your wife. You dishonor your wife by grieving her. Death comes for us all. We can only choose how to face it when it comes. Your wife chose. She woke up from her dream, but you will not let her live. You want to keep grieving. You need to stop grieving so she can live on. You need to throw it all away. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Steve. Why did you read that? That is a spoiler. Um, uh, not you really. You forget that... You forget that I have not read the books. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know that he's going to eventually. This was a like a a, a beautiful, powerful moment, and it's ruined, Steven. It's not ruined. It's ruined. I don't think. I don't think it's ruined at all. I think it's helpful. I think that um, how what does it spoil? It just spoils the fact that they're having this conversation. But for it me, this is new. The impact. This is new to me because this. This did not happen. None of this happened in the book. So that's why I jumped on this because I loved it. It's new to me. So it's not anything that, that I knew ahead of time that's a spoiler. So I don't consider it a spoiler. Um, it, it, it's, it, it totally is a spoiler for you now. <laughs> it spoiled both of us. What you could have said is like, hey, a very like beautiful scene happened. I will link it in the description. Hmm. Should I do some fancy editing and do that? Or do you think I should just leave this be? You want to know what? It doesn't matter now because the most important person in your life when it comes to Wheel of Time, you just ruined it for him. Well, at least this was a very minor spoiler because all this is, is it, it doesn't, I don't think, it, I didn't even see this as a spoiler. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. It's and straight up an entire scene. You just read the dialogue from that is a spoiler. What this was, was this, this, this was a boundary line. I crossed it, but I now know where the boundary line is and it won't be crossed again. And I'm I glad hope. that it was, I'm glad it was crossed in such a minor way this time. Okay. Um, Cause it will not be crossed again. I, I I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just going to start fine. When you're like, oh yeah, you started reading this book. It's pretty good. I'm going to find the spoilers. Not like the big spoilers. I'm just going to read a passage from it. And then when you get to that part, you'll be like, oh, God damn it. I already read this. I, wait, where's the, I'm just going to skip up. Where's, when did he stop? I'm so full of shame right now. I need to, I need to go beat myself and beat the sin out of me for what I've done. This, yeah. this is terrible. Should, <laughs> well, let me Hopper to beat you. <laughs> he does that every day anyway. Jeez, I okay. got a new scar on my arm from when he was just... He was like pawing to get my attention and he has these huge strong arms and it like mm -hmm. leaves scratches across you. Heather has humble a worse one. For, humble brag for your dog. <laughs> He's got these big huge strong arms. <laughs> He's my big boy. This is not a spoiler James. This, But this is something interesting that I read. Uh, didn't read. I saw. It was an interview with um Egwene on the red carpet. Egwene played by Madeline Madden. Yes, that's her name. Uh, and this was like a red carpet. I'm sorry, not red carpet. Blue carpet for the oh, Amazon. on the premiere of Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> no, they were on the premiere of The Wheel of Time. They chose a blue carpet for the Aja Blue. Because mm. if they had a red carpet, that would be like the red carpet for you know, um, Leandrin, and we certainly do not want that. No. 
so that's why they had a blue carpet but on the on the blue carpet moments they asked her um you know who in the cast was like the troublemakers and you know who was causing all the chaos and she surprised me she said it was marcus rutherford aka perrin and zoe robbins aka nynaeve who were the ones that were always goofing off on set playing pranks not paying attention when they should be just being goofballs that's shocking she she knows that power rangers life dude she does that's the second time you brought that up and i'm glad you reminded me um we are going to be watching some power rangers on this wheel of time show sweet child of time we have two options uh we could first do um time rangers of course not time rangers time force because that you know ties in with wheel of time but there's also zoe robbins she does the uh super ninja force i'm and sorry ninja, it, super ninja, ninja steel, steel and super steel. ninja steel yes so um we're gonna watch one of those which one would you rather watch first ninja steel it's my favorite have you already seen it yes i've seen every single the, like ninja steel we on power range or ranger command power hour ninja steel has been known as like the least favorite series for most people <laughs> Perfect. But I was like, I'm going to watch this. It can't be that bad. And then we genuinely enjoyed it so much so that we went on power or God dang it. Ranger Command Power Hour with Trekkie B and we defended it. We like it was a retrospective and he's like, we've never done this because we start we would do episode reviews. And once we got like a few episodes in, we realized this, sh this show is not for us. But then he's like, well, I binged it. I realized like there are some good stuff about it. A lot of people say, oh, there's just too many fart jokes. There's like four farts that happen in the entire like 24 episodes of this show. It's just like <laughs> you guys are blowing it out of proportion. Like goddamn uh, their butts were doing in a couple episodes or that door they exploded with a fart. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. I love every single episode of it. The, it's baffling. Like, there are some. I'll find specific, um, I, I think the one where she and the, it's the yellow and the white ranger. Or no, not yellow, pink and white ranger. Their parents fall in love with each other and they're like, we can't have this. And it's like, why don't you want that? Like, you, you'll you become like sisters, you're friends. I think we'll do that one because that's one of the most baffling storylines she's part of. Okay, right on. Yeah, okay, we're going to do that next then. Great. And we'll see if she's... I'll see, I guess, if she's more of a goofball in uh, Power Rangers than she is in Wheel of Time. Because she's... Zoe. Ro she being Zoe Robbins is pretty serious in this show. And she doesn't... Mm -hmm. She doesn't goof around too much at all, at least like in her character. But I guess in real life she is. That, that's that's cool that it works that way. Uh, Kayla but, Bendit, who played... Um, oh, yeah. Yes, Monty on ninja steel he came on mostly speaking sentai and he told <sighs> behind the scene stuff and it seemed like it was a pretty goofy relaxed set uh just the higher ups were not i listened to that episode with caleb um because i was you know i was listening to your podcast at that time this was like i really wish our time timing could have like zoomed up better where we could have gotten some zoe robbins stories out of them i mean it's mm -hmm. that's that's amazing Maybe you'll get it back one day. Who knows? Maybe. I don't have any other notes for this episode. That's a big note that I need to write down. <laughs> but um, I don't have any other notes. Do you, James? No, just Amazon released numbers of people watching stuff and Wheel of Time, second most watched show this past year. That's right. That fares well for um, the next season. Hopefully people, I mean, those were like the minutes of that people watch too, that mm -hmm. graph. So people are obviously watching it and re-watching it. That counts our re-watches as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope that trend keeps up, and I hope we get many more listeners for season two. I do want to – we're wrapping up the show now, and I'm going to start going into outro mode. But mm -hmm. I do want to say we have a, a lot of new listeners this past couple of weeks, and I welcome them all. And I hope the, the steam starts going for season two. I wanted yeah. to say hello to everybody that's joining in from the Sin Nation, Sin Nation Network, which I always have problems saying those S's and those N's close together. Um, 
that's been great. The Facebook group, uh, Wheel of Time TV series. That's what it's called, Wheel of Time TV series. There's a lot of Wheel of Time groups on Facebook, but the only good one is Wheel of Time TV series. And I want to say how, shout out to them. Hello, Anna. Thank you very much. Um, I am going to go into plug mode now, James. So do you have any uh, plugs or where can people find you this week? MLMPod.com for all my podcasts, Marshland Monster for my music, and Patreon.com is the best way to support us over on Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod. $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts. Uh, see us later. I guess, Steve, do the $10 patrons. I'm trying to get out of here. It is 90 okay. degrees. We're going to wrap up then. You know me. Okay. I'm on intro I'm on Introvoid. Uh, we just released a song with Rebecca Crow, Win, Lord, Win. You already heard it if you've been listening to this, but Ooh. take a listen to it on Spotify. Please check out the Death Cast. Death Cast 2 is out now. Um, your boy Steve has got two characters on there as well. And check out Sin Nation Network. As usual, lots of good podcasts on there. Hopefully, it'll be featuring me and James in the future. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But since it's so damn hot, we're going to get out of here. From Sweet Chat of Time, I'm Steve, and he is somebody. Marshland Monster. <laughs> and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Uh, find shade and water or something? I don't know. I was, yes, please, James, you need to go get some shade right now, and you need to get some water immediately, okay? Uh, you keep forgetting how we outro these. Like, it's insane that I'm the one who remembers. See you guys. Bye. You're the professional. Bye. <laughs>